The Signal Within by Conrad Hannon Chapter 1 The Arrival Nicholas Nick Murphy's day began like any other with the mundane rituals of morning coffee and a cursory scan of the news. The hum of the city outside his apartment window provided a familiar backdrop as he moved stiffly around the small kitchen. The lingering soreness in his left leg, a constant reminder of the accident that had forever altered his life, seemed more pronounced this morning. As he sipped his coffee, his eyes caught a breaking news alert on the TV screen. Unidentified objects in the sky over major cities worldwide, the ticker read. Nick initially thought of some elaborate prank or perhaps a new movie promotion. Such stunts were common in an age where reality often blurred with entertainment. He limped to the window, pushing aside the curtain. The sight that greeted him was anything but ordinary. Massive, metallic structures hovered silently in the sky. They were like nothing he had ever seen. Sleek, silver, and impossibly still against the backdrop of a clear blue sky. A sense of surrealism washed over Nick. The world outside felt momentarily detached, as if he were observing a scene from a science fiction novel. He half expected to wake up from a dream, but the cold metal of the windowsill under his fingers grounded him in reality. Nick's thoughts raced. Were they a threat? A visitation? His mind wandered to every alien invasion movie he'd ever seen, but none felt like this. There was a calmness. An eerie stillness to these structures that belied the typical Hollywood portrayal of alien arrivals. He switched off the TV and grabbed his phone, intending to call his sister. As he dialed, he noticed a strange sensation emanating from his leg, like a gentle electric current. The sensation was not painful, but it was distinct, originating from where the metal implants held his shattered bones together. Before he could process this odd feeling, his phone buzzed with an incoming message. It was a text, but not from any number he recognized. We wish to communicate. You have been selected. The message was simple, unadorned, and utterly baffling. Nick stared at the message and then at the silent behemoths in the sky. Connection dawned on him, absurd yet inescapable. The sensation in his leg, the arrival of these... beings. It couldn't be a coincidence. The realization hit him with a mix of incredulity and a bizarre sense of honor. Of all the people on Earth, he had been chosen for contact. But why him? What did they want? And what did his metal-laden leg have to do with any of this? Chapter 2. The Chosen Nick's mind swirled with questions as he put his phone down, the text message still glaring back at him. The sensation in his leg had subsided... But the feeling of being chosen, singled out by these otherworldly visitors, hung heavily in the air. He looked out the window again, half expecting the metallic structures to have vanished, but they remained, silent sentinels in the sky. On the streets below, people gathered, pointing and staring, their faces a mixture of awe and apprehension. The world, it seemed, was holding its breath. Nick decided to venture out compelled by a mix of curiosity and an unspoken duty as one of the chosen. He dressed quickly, his movements hindered slightly by the stiffness in his leg. As he descended the stairs of his apartment building, he felt a strange kinship with the metal that held his body together, a kinship that now seemed to extend beyond the realm of human experience. 
The city streets were abuzz with speculation and wild theories. Nick overheard snatches of conversation, talk of government conspiracies, alien invasions, and divine apparitions. Amidst the cacophony, he felt oddly isolated, carrying a secret that linked him to the phenomena overhead in a way no one else could understand. He made his way through the crowd, his gaze frequently returning to the sky. The structures remained impassive, their purpose and intentions a mystery. It was then that his phone vibrated again. Another message. Meet at the Central Park. Noon, you will not be alone. The message was as cryptic as the first, but it gave Nick a destination and a time. He wondered about the others who would be there, the fellow chosen. What would they be like? Would they have answers? As he walked, the city seemed to pulse with a newfound energy. People were out of their homes and offices, their eyes skyward, their conversations animated. It was as if the arrival of the alien robots had broken the monotony of everyday life, injecting it with a dose of the extraordinary. Nick arrived at the Central Park just before noon. The park was filled with people, some out of curiosity, others, he suspected, also responding to the enigmatic summons. He found a bench and sat down, waiting, watching the crowd. As noon approached, the crowd's chatter diminished a collective anticipation settling over the park. Then, something extraordinary happened. A few individuals in the crowd began to move towards each other as if drawn by an invisible force. Nick felt a pull, an unspoken connection guiding him towards these strangers. They were a diverse group, different ages, backgrounds, and walks of life, but all with one thing in common. They bore the marks of surgeries, the hidden presence of metal beneath their skin. One by one, they introduced themselves. There was an elderly lady with a hip replacement, a young man with pins in his arm from a skateboarding accident, and a middle-aged woman with a spinal fusion. And then there was Nick, with his leg full of metal and an eye framed by plates. As they talked, sharing their stories and speculations, they developed a sense of camaraderie. They were the chosen, but for what purpose none could say. The conversation was interrupted by a sudden collective sensation— a vibration that seemed to emanate from their metal implants. Looking up, they saw one of the structures descending towards the park, its approach silent and graceful. The crowd gasped and stepped back, forming a clear space around Nick and the others. The structure hovered above them, close enough to touch. Then, it began to communicate in a moment that felt both surreal and momentous. Chapter 3 The Communication the communication from the structure was not in words, but in a series of complex vibrations that resonated with the metal in their bodies. It was as if the structure was speaking directly to their implants, a language beyond languagey, felt rather than heard. Nick and the others stood transfixed, a sense of understanding blooming within them. The message was clear, if not in form, then in intent. A greeting, an acknowledgement of kinship. The crowd around them watched in awe, a murmur of wonder rippling through the onlookers. They could see the interaction, but the true nature of the communication remained a mystery, accessible only to Nick and his newfound companions. The structure ascended into the sky as the communication ended, leaving a charged atmosphere behind. The Chosen Ones looked at each other, each processing the encounter in their own way. The elderly lady, Mrs. Thompson, spoke first. It's as if they see us as kin, 
she said, her voice tinged with amazement and disbelief. The young man, whose name was Tyler, nodded. Yeah, like our metal parts made us recognizable to them. Familiar. The discussion that followed was full of speculation and wonder. Some believed the robots saw the metal implants as a sign of technological advancement, a mistaken identity of sorts. Others thought it might be a symbolic gesture, an acknowledgement of shared experience between beings of flesh and metal. Nick listened, his mind racing. He couldn't shake off the feeling that there was more to it, a more profound connection or purpose behind the robot's choice. The sensation during the communication had been profound, almost as if the robots were imparting a piece of themselves to him. As the group dispersed, agreeing to meet again if contacted, Nick felt a sense of purpose ignite within him. He was part of something larger now, something beyond the ordinary scope of human experience. The isolation he had felt since his accident, the sense of being different, had taken on a new meaning. He walked home, his limp less pronounced as if the communication had rejuvenated him in some way. His mind was full of questions, but for the first time since the accident, he felt a sense of belonging, a connection to something beyond the confines of his own skin. The city seemed different to him now alive with possibilities and mysteries. People went about their lives, oblivious to the extraordinary dialogue that had just occurred. Nick looked up at the structures still hovering in the sky, a silent testament to the incredible event that had unfolded. As he reached his apartment, his phone buzzed with another message. We will communicate again. Be ready. Nick read the message several times, each reading reinforcing the reality of his new role. That night, as he lay in bed, he couldn't help but feel that the world had shifted on its axis, however slightly. He was no longer just Nick Murphy, the man with the metal-laden leg. He was a chosen intermediary, a bridge between humanity and these enigmatic visitors from the stars. And with that thought, he drifted into a restless sleep, dreams filled with metallic structures and unspoken languages a symphony of vibrations echoing in the depths of his mind. Chapter 4. Echoes and Theories The days that followed were a whirlwind of activity and speculation. The world was abuzz with theories about the alien robots and their intentions. News channels ran continuous coverage, with experts of every kind weighing in with their opinions. Social media was rife with wild conjecture and fanciful stories, Nick, however, found himself increasingly detached from the media circus. His experience in the park had changed him, giving him a perspective that the speculative frenzy around him couldn't touch. He met regularly with the group, the Chosen Ones, as they had started to call themselves. Each meeting was a chance to share experiences, thoughts, and the lingering effects of the communication. Mrs. Thompson spoke of feeling rejuvenated, a vitality she hadn't felt in years. Tyler mentioned dreams, vivid and intense, where he flew among the stars. The others had similar stories, a sense of being connected to something far greater than themselves. Nick's dreams were the most vivid of all. He dreamt of worlds beyond imagination and civilizations built on advanced principles that seemed like magic. In his dreams he was more than human, a being of light and energy unbound by the physical limitations of his body. As he delved deeper into these experiences, Nick began to piece together a possible purpose behind the robot's visit. Perhaps they were here not to invade or conquer, but to elevate and push humanity toward a greater understanding of the universe. 
This theory was put to the test when the robots initiated another round of communication. This time, the message was more complex. A series of images and emotions conveyed through the vibrations. Nick and the others saw glimpses of the robot's world, where organic and inorganic were seamlessly integrated, and technology and life were indistinguishable. The message was clear. This was a potential future for humanity, a path towards a more harmonious existence with the technology they created. It was an invitation to evolve, to step beyond the limits of flesh and bone. The group was ecstatic, their meetings now filled with animated discussions about the implications of this revelation. They felt like pioneers on the cusp of a new frontier, the mediators of a monumental shift in human evolution. However, not everyone was ready to embrace this vision of the future. As news of the Chosen One's experiences and theories spread, skepticism and fear grew. Talk shows and online forums were filled with voices warning of the dangers of trusting the alien robots and losing humanity to technology. Nick watched this growing divide with a sense of unease. He understood the fear, the reluctance to embrace such a radical change. But he also saw the potential for something extraordinary, a leap forward for humanity. As the debate raged on, the robots remained silent observers in the sky, their presence a constant reminder of the choice that lay before humanity. Chapter 5. A World Divided The division in public opinion grew more pronounced as days turned into weeks. Protests erupted in various cities with groups rallying against what they perceived as a threat to humanity's purity. Stay human, their banners read, clearly rejecting the vision the Chosen Ones had shared. On the other side of the divide were those who embraced the possibility of a new era of human evolution. They saw the robots and their message as a beacon of hope, a guide towards a future where the boundaries between organic and synthetic were blurred in favor of advancement and unity. Nick watched this unfolding drama with a heavy heart. The unity he had felt with the Chosen Ones was now overshadowed by the growing chasm in the world around him. He understood the fear and resistance. Change was never easy, especially of this magnitude. In their regular meetings, the Chosen Ones discussed how to bridge this divide. They shared their experiences and visions of a possible future to show the world the potential for a better tomorrow. But the more they shared, the wider the rift seemed to grow. The media latched onto the story, painting Nick and the others as either prophets of a new age or deluded pawns in an alien scheme. Nick found himself thrust into the spotlight, his every word dissected and analyzed, his past scrutinized for clues to his credibility. Amidst this turmoil, the robots initiated a third communication. This time, the message was different, a warning rather than an invitation. Through the vibrations, Nick and the others saw visions of worlds that had failed to evolve. These civilizations had collapsed under the weight of their own stagnation and fear. The message was clear. Change was not just an opportunity, but a necessity. The future of humanity hinged on its ability to adapt to embrace the potential of a union between its biological nature and the technology it had created. This new revelation added fuel to the fire. Supporters of the Chosen One saw it as validation of their beliefs, while detractors used it to stoke fear of an impending alien imposition. Nick found himself caught in the middle, a spokesperson for a future he believed in, but also a symbol of controversy and division. Before the robots arrived, he longed for the days of simplicity. 
yet he couldn't deny their significant impact on his life and future. As the debates raged on, Nick realized that the robot's true gift was not the technology or the visions of the future, but the mirror they held up to humanity. They had forced the world to confront its fears, its resistance to change, and its potential for greatness. Ultimately, the choice lay not with the robots, but with humanity itself. Would they cling to the past, to the comfort of the known, or step into the uncertain future, embracing the possibilities beyond the stars? Chapter 6 The Choice The tension in the world reached a crescendo as the debate over the future of humanity intensified. Rallies, both for and against the vision presented by the robots, became more frequent and sometimes even violent. The world was at a crossroads, and the path it would choose was still uncertain. Nick and the other chosen ones decided to hold a global broadcast. They hoped to present their experiences and the visions shared by the robots in a way that would unite rather than divide. The broadcast was set to reach millions, a plea for understanding and open-mindedness in a world teetering on the brink of change. On the day of the broadcast, Nick felt the weight of the moment. He sat in the studio. The cameras and lights pointed at him, a global audience waiting on the other side. He thought about his journey, the accident that had changed his life, and how it had led him to this pivotal moment. As the broadcast began, Nick spoke from the heart. He shared his story initial skepticism, and how the experiences with the robots had transformed him. He talked about the potential for a future where humanity was not limited by its biological constraints, where the fusion of organic and synthetic could lead to unimaginable advancements. He acknowledged the fear and the resistance, emphasizing that change was never easy, but often necessary. He urged the world to consider the message of the robots not as a threat, but as an opportunity, a chance to step into a new era of human evolution. The broadcast resonated with many sparking discussions and debates across the globe. It seemed for a moment that the world was willing to consider the path of evolution, to embrace the potential of a future in partnership with the technology they had created. However, not everyone was swayed. Groups opposing the change rallied, their fear turning into action. They called for the destruction of the robots, seeing them as harbingers of humanity's end, rather than its evolution. The world watched in horror as one of these groups launched an attack on the robots. Missiles streaked across the sky, targeting the silent observers that had become a constant presence in the world's skies. Nick watched the attack unfold on live television, his heart sinking. The robots, in response, did not retaliate. Instead, they simply vanished, disappearing from the sky like they had never been there. The world was left in stunned silence. The opportunity for evolution for a step into a new future had slipped through humanity's fingers, lost to fear and misunderstanding. In the aftermath, Nick found himself a changed man in a world that had chosen to remain the same. He continued to speak about his experiences, about the potential for a future that might have been. But the world had moved on, and the moment of choice passed. As Nick walked through the city streets, he looked up at the empty sky, remembering the visions of worlds beyond, and the feeling of being part of something greater. He knew that the choice the world had made was not the end. It was a pause, a moment of hesitation in the face of the unknown. He believed that one day, humanity would be ready to make the leap and embrace the potential within them and beyond the stars. 
Until then, he would carry the message, a beacon of hope for a future still waiting to be realized. And with that thought he walked on, a man of two worlds holding within him the echoes of a future yet to come. Epilogue to Echoes of Tomorrow Years passed since the departure of the robots and the world gradually returned to its usual rhythm. The events that had once captivated global attention slowly receded into the annals of history, discussed and debated, but ultimately relegated to a curious footnote of the early 21st century. Once at the center of a momentous chapter in human history, Nick Murphy found a quieter life. The experience had changed him in ways he could never fully articulate. The visions, the communications, and the brief glimpse into a potential future had left an indelible mark on his soul. He often visited the park where the Chosen Ones had first gathered, where they had felt the unmistakable pull of kinship with the alien visitors. The park remained a place of reflection for him, a sanctuary, where the whispers of a future that could have been still echoed in his mind. And Nick continued to meet with the other Chosen Ones, though their gatherings became less frequent. Each of them had been touched by the experience and transformed in subtle ways. They shared a bond that went beyond words, a shared journey into the extraordinary. In his quieter moments, Nick wondered about the robots, their world, and their intentions. He pondered the warning they had imparted, the vision of civilizations that had fallen due to their resistance to change. He couldn't help but feel a sense of loss, a mourning for the path not taken. But there was also hope. Nick saw it in the eyes of the younger generation. Those who grew up with the stories of the robots, the chosen ones, and the visions of a future where the boundaries of human and machine blurred into something new. This generation spoke of the event not with fear but with curiosity and wonder. Nick often gave talks at schools and universities, sharing his story and the lessons he had learned. He spoke of the importance of open-mindedness, of embracing change, and of the endless possibilities that lay in the union of humanity and technology. In his heart, Nick believed that the robots had not abandoned humanity. They had simply left them with a choice, a glimpse of what could be. The actual journey, he realized, was not about the destination, but about the choices made along the way. As he sat on a bench in the park, watching the sunset paint the sky with hues of orange and purple, Nick felt a sense of peace. The world had not been ready then, but perhaps one day it would be. Until then, he would keep the memory of the robots alive, a beacon for a future still waiting on the horizon. Nick looked up at the stars emerging in the twilight sky a universe of possibilities waiting to be explored. And in that moment, he knew that the story was not over. It was just the beginning. The end. Thank you for stopping by today, and until next time, stay gruntled.